Welcome to the Women Wives Warriors podcast, where we spill the tea and clean it up. From infertility to infidelity, from breaking glass ceilings to uncomfortable waiting seasons, from pop culture to Jesus culture, honey, we tackle it all. So hopefully you're here on purpose, but if not, God makes no mistakes. So get ready to eavesdrop on conversations with celebrities and local heroes as we get intimate about the superpowers they've discovered and the innate champion within every woman. Let's go. Hey, mama, we made it. Listen, this is season two of Women Wives Warriors podcast, and we are so excited to be back. And I am eternally grateful for all the support and all of the love, all of the comments about the podcast. We love it. Keep it coming and continue to let us know what y'all want us to talk about. So I wanted to open up season two with a particular phrase that dropped in my spirit a while back and God reminded me of this word and I was impressed to share it um, as we opened the mic uh, to season two of the podcast. Um, And the word or the phrase that dropped in my spirit was take me at my word. Yep, God kept telling me to take him at his word. I was like, okay, I hear that phrase all the time. You know, the saints be like, you better take God at his word. (laughs) But what does that even mean? Okay, when I think about it with people, it's like, okay, believe them or they can be trusted. But when I looked up the meaning of the phrase, it was so much deeper than that. Taking someone at their word means to accept what one says without further investigation or to believe what one is saying without further verification. Now, let's repeat that, replacing the word one with God. It would read to accept what God says without further verification or investigation. Our problem, or at least mine, let me speak for myself, is I want to know not only what God is doing, but how he's going to do it. I want to know the details. Just telling me is not enough. Listen, I'm nosy. I want to know it all step by step, day by day. Give me all the 411. Okay. And if any of y'all like me, you want to know the deets too. It reminds me uh, back in the day, and some of y'all still do this. When someone asks you to do something or go somewhere, we be like, who go be there? Or what's the plan? (laughs) Oh my gosh, that used to be me so much. But y'all know what I'm talking about. We wanted to make sure we weren't going to run into some ex-boyfriend or see someone we didn't really care for. Well, let me not say didn't care for. Let's just say people we don't necessarily enjoy, but more so tolerate, right? But at the end of the day, I wanted to know who was going to be there and what was going on before I decided to participate. What's going down so I can know if it is conducive to what I have in mind for myself. Ah, mm-hmm. Is it kind of like that with God too? 
I'd say so. We want to know what is going to happen before we commit to the journey. Like what hoops you going to make us take God? Like what are we about to jump through? And am I ever going to get that husband, that child, that job, that house, that healing? Or am I out here believing for nothing, wavering in my faith because the promises have tarried for so long? Okay. But of course, life is in full swing and God wants us to take him at his word without question about what's going on. Let's face it, this thing called life, our particular course, it involves dips and turns, bumps, roadblocks, detours, disruptions, and possible delays. But believing God's word, trusting his directions will always put us at our appointed final destination. During the process, we must take on an attitude that if God said it, then I believe it. No further verification or investigation is needed. And today, God wanted me to remind you that his plan is the ultimate plan. And you will arrive at the appointed time if you just believe and take him at his word. All right, so let's get down to the nitty gritty. I want to urge you in this season to boldly believe. In this season, whatever you ask for in prayer, be convinced that you have received it. From this moment forward, in everything, believe and speak the promises of God. It is really great to believe. I am for it. Believe, believe, believe in the mind. But my emphasis on this episode is to speak. There is power in our tongue, so much so that God tells us to be slow to speak, to guard our mouth, and to tame our tongue because life and death lie in the words that come out of our mouths. Once we have a full understanding of how dynamic our words are, we then want to use them to start decreeing and declaring Zoe, which means unstoppable life. I believe the words we speak are a clear indication of where our belief is. Our words tend to expose our posture of belief. Second Corinthians 4.13 says, I believed, therefore I spoke. What are you speaking? Since we are told that our words have power, why not take inventory of what we are speaking and then take charge so that our words don't contradict what we are believing God for? It's as simple as you believe in God for your finances to improve and quoting a scripture like, God, you said, I am fruitful that I will multiply, subdue, fill up the earth and have dominion. That's Genesis one twenty eight for those that want to jot that down as a promise. So it's like saying that promise about being fruitful, then backdooring and walking around these streets saying, I'm broke as hell, I don't have no money, or I'm just trying to make ends meet. What? Saints, that is a complete contradiction to the promise that you just spoke. In fact, it cancels out what you just said about being fruitful and multiplying. And sometimes we just be talking and we don't even be knowing, pardon that English. I know that wasn't you know correct, but we don't be knowing, right? We just be talking. I know women that want to be married, but say this right here. Ain't nobody really checking for me or ain't no good men out there. Well, you have what you say you have. So guess what? Ain't nobody checking for you. Or uh, the good man that's trying to find you keeps being canceled with your speech. You know, 
Instead, let's change the language and replace that negative talk with the promises of God. Um, It would go a little something like this. I am the apple of God's eye, fearfully and wonderfully made. And the word says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Lord, help my future husband see and find this fine, good thing that you have created right here, who is worthy of a husband. Wherever he is, open his eyes to see, Lord, that here I am. Now that's in line with the word. Okay. Now, I want to go back here. What does taking God at his word look like in action? And let's also add our definition on the back end of it. Okay, so taking God at his word looks like us, one, believing God's word without further investigation or verification. Okay, here's two. Taking God at his word looks like us speaking God's word without further investigation or verification. In layman's terms, no matter what I see or don't see, I will believe and speak God's word. I don't need to investigate and I don't need any verification. I am going to take his promises, meditate on them and speak them and expect them. Now, y'all know me, I like to get real practical, okay? And you cannot believe or speak what you do not know. If you do not know the promises of God or what his word says about you, it will be impossible for you to take God at his word. There is said to be 7,487 promises in the Bible. That's over 7,000 specific things that God assures us that he will do in a person's life. I don't know about you, but I am trying to grab onto as many promises as possible in my earthly life, knowing that the Bible says that God has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Therefore, I want the natural, the earthly, that I am still in the land of the living. So rain down on me, kind of blessing from the Lord. Amen. Amen. So what does that look like? Okay, for me, I have a prayer journal. And when I find a promise of God, I write it down and label it with a sticky tab. For instance, I just finished a 21 day fast. During that time, I felt this tug in my spirit that I needed to read Psalms. So I read about eight Psalms a day as a part of my morning devotional. While reading the Psalms, I wrote down every promise or prayer that stuck out or stirred my spirit. Then in my prayer time each day, instead of praying mundane prayers, I specifically prayed the promises of God that I had written in my journal that I had found in Psalms. I'll give you an example of my prayer based on Psalms. God, you said that victory comes from you and that you would bless your people. You said your way is perfect and your promises prove true and that you are a shield for those who look to you for protection. So protect us. You said that you would grant my heart's desires and make all my plans succeed and fulfill every promise in my life. You said that you would instruct me in the way that I should go and that you would guide me with your eye and give me advice. So lead me in the path that I should go. 
It says in your word that you spoke the words to be healed and we were healed and you snatched us from the doors of death. God, you told me to cast my burdens, my cares, my anxieties upon you and that you would sustain me, that you would never permit me to slip or fall. You said that if I have been overwhelmed with grief, that you would come and overwhelm me with gladness and that you would replace my years of trouble with decades of delight. That was my favorite one right there. God, you said that you would keep every promise that you've ever made to me since your love for me is constant and endless. So I ask you, Lord, to finish every good thing that you've begun in me and do not forsake the works of your hands in my life. Oh, God, y'all, those are just a few of my favorite Psalms. And I have been consistently praying these promises and declaring the word of God. You see how simple that is? And those were just a few of the Psalms. And many of these scriptures are the words of King David, who was constantly before God, reminding God of his word to his people. And we cannot pray what we do not know, right? Now, here's why I chose to take on this posture of praying God's word. I noticed that God tells us that his word will not return to him void, that he moves according to his word. So let me find out what you are saying, God, so that your word moves you to move in my life. God clearly tells us the magnitude of his word in his word. I'll show you. In Isaiah 55, 11, it says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The message version, which we call the hood version, because it'd be telling it straight like it is. It reads it like this. Just as rain and snow descend from the skies and don't go back until they've watered the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and food for the hungry. So will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty handed. They'll do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment. I gave them. God is talking about his word. Okay, let's go back to 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says, according to what is written, that is in the word of God, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Okay, so what is the word telling us to do? To keep speaking God's promises over our life. God is showing us the significance of of his word. All right, one more. Let's go to Job 22:28, which says, "You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you." Again, we are to declare a thing. To decree and declare something is to powerfully speak it into existence. Therefore, in this season, I encourage you to keep decreeing and keep declaring what God says about you over your life, over your marriages, your children, your family, your friends, your purpose, your finances, your career, your health, your well-being, and over every circumstances that you come face to face with. Because it also says in the word that all the promises of God are yes and amen, in Christ. So essentially, when God is saying, take me at my word, he is saying, I can be trusted. Yes. And amen. I can be trusted. If you know my word, trust my word. So God, we trust you. We believe you and we will speak your word. We ask that you hear our prayer. And like the scripture says in Psalm 103:20. here's another one for y'all. 
May your mighty angels go out and perform your word and obey the voice of your word on our behalf. God, we take you at your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Happy New Year, warriors. Remember, all things are new in 2022. So walk in expectation. And I pray that God blows your mind this year. Believe it, speak it, and take God at his word. Bye. All right, warriors, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode on taking God at his word. Don't forget to like, and if you are an avid podcaster like myself, be sure to subscribe so you can get that good notification. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you are a real one, go ahead and join our private Facebook group for prayer and accountability. At the end of the day, say see ya. I'm signing off. Be bold, be brave, and most importantly, be you, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.